Good morning. This is the December 28th episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show, where we're on a mission to teach, learn, and remember the history of professional wrestling with everyone that wants to join us. My name is John, and on today's episode, we pose the question, how did WCW manage to screw up what should have been a great pay-per-view main event on this day in 1997? We're just days away from turning the calendar to 1998. WCW has had a stranglehold on the ratings for more than a year, but recently the gap is closing. Actually, to be more accurate, the NWO has largely been winning the ratings war, and because of that, Eric Bischoff wants the NWO to take over Monday Nitro. It's time for the 15th annual Starcade, the biggest pay-per-view event of WCW's calendar year, and the story building to its main event is more than a year and a half in the making. As the opening video package lays out, Sting has watched from the shadows. He has witnessed the ruin of an empire of which he was the cornerstone. And there is but one man to blame, one man upon whom to take revenge. Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Washington DC's MCI Center is packed as Tony Schiavone tells us that this is the biggest event in the history of professional wrestling, with a main event featuring the two biggest stars of all time. An event which we've waited a lifetime for. Shivani's inane overselling aside, the 17,000 plus fans in the building are unmistakably charged up, and every WCW wrestler not on the card seems to have a seat in the first few rows because this card has major implications on the company as a whole. The evening is already steeped in controversy. The NWO's Kevin Nash is a no-show so his highly anticipated match with the Giant is simply off the card without much explanation. And the ongoing discussion about the referee for the main event is going to be settled in a most judicious way, pulling a name out of a hat. J.J. Dillon informs Mean Gene that the referee drawing has taken place, and Nick Patrick was the name drawn at random. So if you had any doubt that there was going to be a messy finish for the evening, yeah, take that to the bank. The NWO took a six-man tag match early on, and Buff Bagwell beat Lex Luger to give the NWO a figurative 2-0 lead for the night, but the last two matches of the card were all that really mattered. In the co-main event, Larry Zbysko took on NWO mastermind Eric Bischoff with control of Monday Nitro on the line. A win by Bischoff and WCW Monday Nitro would officially become NWO Monday Nitro. Special guest referee Bret Hart was there to keep things on the up and up, but there was an idea floated that Hart was in the pocket of Bischoff, an idea that wasn't helped by Bret backing Zabisco off multiple times whenever he had the upper hand. At one point, Hart forcefully removed Zabisco from the corner as he was punishing Bischoff tied to the tree of woe. As Hart's back was turned, Scott Hall helped Bischoff out of the vulnerable position, but not before loading up his karate kick pads with a foreign object. Bischoff kicked Zabisco in the head, quote-unquote knocking him out, as the foreign object hilariously flew out of his foot pad well before the impact and sailed 20 feet in the air and probably landed in the fifth row of the audience. Bischoff didn't bother to cover his opponent. He just raised his arms in victory and repeated, I won! Hart made his way over to Bischoff, seemingly to raise his hand for the KO victory, but instead dropped the Karate Master with a right hand. In terms of record-keeping, Zabisco was declared winner by DQ for the use of the foreign object, and Monday Nitro would remain in control of WCW, but no one clarified that in the moment. 
Clearly, this was the best use of Bret Hart, the man in the center of the biggest and most controversial storyline in the history of professional wrestling less than two months ago. Oof. All that was left was for Michael Buffer to get us to the main event. The immortal Hollywood Hulk Hogan was defending the WCW World Heavyweight Championship against the enigmatic icon, Sting. Hogan and the NWO had run roughshod over the company since July of 96. Sting hadn't walked the aisle for a match in all of that time. He was here to reclaim the company and his legacy from the dastardly NWO. This story had an 18-month build, and the payoff would no doubt be huge. Clearly, this moment called for a decisive win by the Stinger. But as the cliché goes, some people could F up a free lunch. The match was completely uninspiring. Granted, no Hogan match has ever been memorable for the wrestling, but this was punch, rest hold, eye poke, rest hold, repeat. They rolled outside, and even though this is not a no-DQ match, Hogan hits Sting with the baseball bat at the timekeeper's table right in front of the referee, and no one bats an eye. Atomic drop on the barricade, and Sting collapses in a heap. Hogan rolls him inside, another atomic drop onto Hogan's knee, the leg drop, and the 1-2-3. Nick Patrick calls for the bell, but Bret Hart appears out of nowhere and grabs the wrist of the timekeeper. What the hell is going on here? Jeez, I feel like I've said that before about late 90s WCW. Nick Patrick rolls out and has words with Bret Hart. Hart is claiming a fast count, which might have made a little bit of sense on paper when they discussed it in production meetings, but Patrick's count wasn't fast at all. Bret says something to the effect of, I swore this would never happen again. Oh, for Christ's sakes. We're righting the wrongs of the Montreal Screwjob and the payoff to an 18-month WCW versus NWO storyline? Lucky the production team is equally as crappy as the storyline, so most of what Brett has to say didn't make it on mic for the arena or the home audience to hear. More backtalk from Nick Patrick, and Brett drops him with a punch. Meanwhile, Hogan has the belt and is headed for the showers, but Brett catches up to him in the aisle and drags him back to the ring by his trunks and the 12 hairs left on the back of his head. Brett is an official tonight, and since he's still wearing the same blank black t-shirt he wore to referee the Zabisco Bischoff match, he calls for the bell and restarts the match. Stinger Splash. The NWO knows Hogan is in trouble, and Buff Bagwell hits the ring. He's dispatched with one right hand from Sting. Same for the 300-plus pound Scott Norton. Another Stinger Splash, and the painted icon grabs Hogan's legs, crosses them, points to Brett as he turns Hollywood over into the Scorpion Deathlock. Brett gets down right in Hogan's face. Hogan is shaking his head, no, no, no. Then a yes, I guess, and Hart quickly calls for the bell. Your winner and new WCW Heavyweight Champion of the World, Sting! Lex Luger is the first of many WCW stars to flood the ring in celebration. It should have been a huge moment but it kind of falls flat. It just should have been bigger, and should have been better. The fans are cheering, sure, but within 30 seconds of hitting the ring, dozens of wrestlers are just kind of standing around like they're waiting for something. But this is the something. Your final image is Sting holding the world title, upside down, as Shivani ends the night by saying, The NWO can bite us. Good one, Tone. With many different stories from the locker room, no one agrees on exactly what went wrong and why. 
but it doesn't take a wrestling historian or a private investigator or a polygraph technician to figure out that Hogan refused to lose cleanly and got Patrick to slow down what was supposed to be a fast count, because that's the part that made everything after it look out of place. It was a mess of a finish to what should have been a massive payoff, and it all happened on this day in wrestling history, December 28, 1997. Well, that's our show for today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about Starcade 97, I encourage you to join the Daily Wrestling News Show Facebook group. You can go to facebook.com slash groups slash wrestling news show, or just search for Daily Wrestling News Show. Either way, click join and we'll let you in to talk about Starcade, Hogan Sting, or any historical wrestling topic. And if we don't see you there, we'll see you right back here for another episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show. 